This is a podcast from Snagerikinovsk for Radio Nova. Happy listening! All right, you're still listening to Snagerikinovsk on Radio Nova, and we're in the studio with Mac, Hanna, me, and our guest Alma. And we were just talking about uh, the sport of pole dancing versus stripping. And I was just wondering, what is the history of like pole studios, like kind of turning into more of a yeah. activity? Yeah. Yeah. So the first pole studio, um, something that a lot of people don't realize that is that it was actually started by a stripper in Las Vegas to train other strippers because sometimes uh, studios will uh, the clubs will help other girls. Uh, they will have like workshops to like be better at a uh, stage and especially in areas where stages are more important for uh, making money. Uh, so this was the start of a full studio and it was intended for strippers originally, but it was open to anyone. Wow. And okay. uh, that's how the pole studios came to be. Have you gone With through such a, I just want to ask, have you gone through such formation also like courses and stuff? I I did not. I did uh, do pole dance uh, before I started stripping. I did it for two months, actually. Mm. <laughs> and uh, then I started working in a club. And the biggest shock to me when I started working in the club was that a lot of the things that I learned at the pole studio was not something I could actually do in a strip club. Because uh, often the poles will be different. It will actually be a different gog, like uh, diameter the thickness Mm. Um, so there's a lot of moves that you cannot do but also uh, if you do like traditional pole movement in a strip club you will be frowned upon upon, by the OG strippers because that is not actually what goes down in a strip club on the pole so it doesn't always necessarily include pole dancing when you're on the stage Yeah. no there's uh, elements that are uh, way more important Uh, the musicality is very important the ability to move around uh, you know for an extended period of time like a stage show will usually be around 7 to 10 minutes which is a lot for most pole dancers to dance uh, and then you will be you must be able to uh, endure for all that time because pole dancing is a is a very physical uh, demanding sport um, so a lot of the strippers uh, on stages will usually like throw in a few tricks here and there that look good. They're not necessarily like the worst, like the toughest tricks, but they look good for an audience specifically uh, that doesn't know what is what is uh, tough or not to do in pole dance. And then you have to be very sensual and be able to uh, work with music, play on those strengths. Uh, and again, that's why a lot of people are not trained in these things at the pole studios. So we'll, you will not see the same thing in a club. So, So for like club dancing, are you then using the pole in ways that they would never teach you in like a pole studio like I'm wondering like maybe about floor work yeah so um it depends of course on how the stage is made but like in a lot of times you will use the time on stage to interact with customers and into like making your next sale and um, marketing yourself as a dancer you have to kind of prove that you will give a very sensual experience if you buy a private dance from the dancer so for example, licking the pole, like rubbing the pole as in a phallic way, uh, for example, is like very common. Um, there's not uh, things like pointing your feet. It's not nearly like pointing your feet. That means like extending your toes. So you make like pretty lines. Not as important as, for example, <laughs> shaking your ass. Imagine a customer being like, you didn't point your feet. No. <laughs> 
I'm not booking you for a private dance. No, mm. that's a, that has never happened. Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on the topic of like trying to sell yourself and making money in that way, mm-hmm. in Norway, you had mentioned that there is no tipping. So how yes. is, what is, are there different ways, like there's the concept of like a lady's drink that customers can buy or? Yeah, so uh, a lot of the clubs in Norway doesn't have a, uh, First of all, Norwegian men doesn't have a tipping culture. <laughs> like, I'll say that first True. and foremost. <laughs> uh, but also, we don't have cash. So you can't like give out cash to dancers in the way that you would expect. Like I remember uh, there being foreign foreign dancers that I was working with that were used to uh, cash like in Europe. Uh, and when they came to Norway and started working with me in Oslo, they would like walk up to customers and be like, why you have no fucking money? Why are you here if you are not going to tip the dancers? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big culture shock, actually, to a lot of strippers uh, to come to Norway, not have any cash. And no vips. No vips. No <laughs> nothing uh there's one club that has like funny money which is fake money that you can buy at the bar to tip the dancers but aside from that you have to buy lap dances or drinks for example a ladies drink that will that's like a five minute conversation but if you want like in 30 minutes then you will have to buy a nice bottle of champagne to sit and enjoy with the dancer or get if you want to go straight into it you get a lap dance and how long Mm -hmm. does a lap dance usually last depends how much you buy it for it <laughs> you know what that's a good point yeah cheapest i would say cheapest uh it's around a thousand uh five minutes and then up to ten thousand for like an hour damn wow. wow okay and in may 2005 stripping was formally recognized as an art form in norway by the court therefore not liable to added taxation however shortly after then this was changed by the governing party at the time, who then have decided to add a 25% taxation rate on top of uh, strippers' art form. I was wondering, um, what is the culture of strip clubs currently in Oslo? Ooh, so do you mean like in regards to like the tax, uh, taxation? Yeah, so is it true that you have to pay, it's like 15% extra tax it's per actually- night or... 25% oh, yeah, extra, 20, yeah. Okay. So on all forms of like striptease, you have to pay an extra 25% added tax. Uh, as opposed to like, for example, say pole dancers. Say you book a pole dancers for like a show and they show up in, uh, you know, their little outfits and their heels, their super heels. Uh, there are actually heels meant to be made for working in, uh, for working long shifts. Uh, and they can like dance around the pole and uh, be recognized as an art form and not pay added tax. But it, we call it the pussy tax because the moment you pull down your panties and show off your coochie, that's the moment like added tax kicks in. It's like that's going on. Like, oh my god, <laughs> that's going straight. How do you keep track of that? Right. Is it per night that they take it out? Like, do you you know how much you're making? After tax, yeah, every like, day. It, it goes from all of your earnings, everything that you sell, where you will have to take off your panties, it's added tax. So you have your regular tax, right? Like we have a job, we pay, yeah, yeah, a yeah. certain amount plus another tax. Exactly, yeah, the same kind of so added value you would add to like food or other services. That is insane. How do they justify that? They justify it. It's actually very interesting because. They justify it in the sense that uh, stripping is too commercial to be an actual art form. Uh, It completely disregards the fact that, like, I know I have very good dancer friends that are 
um, educated dancers from dance academies around the world and their dance teachers and their pole teachers. Uh, but still, the moment they do uh, their art form in a club or in a setting where uh, it's natural to take off your panties, it's not regarded as art anymore. And then it's commercial and it's commercialized. And uh, in, in the same in a way, like the state both says that like, hey, we don't have specific regulations around stripping aside from the fact that it's an uh, it's a value necessary to add tax to because it's so commercialized. But at the same time, they will not go into the strip clubs and make regulations about how to run them to make uh, to ensure worker safety, for example. Mm. And it's it's a paradox in that sense. Wow. So for then strippers working at the clubs, what are they having to pay Oh, actually, the Norwegian or like generally the European model is very different from the one that you see in the States because everyone has been on like strip talk and like seeing like strippers on TikTok, like counting their money. And like they usually have like house fees and like their tip out to like the bouncers and everything. But here in Europe, uh, it's much more normal to have a model where you actually either uh, you don't pay house fees. Usually, Uh, usually you will actually get a salary or have at least like a guaranteed income of some sort not very much i will say like it's like 50 euros for like a nine hour work shift in the middle of the night uh but uh, uh you will get a salary but at the same time in the u.s when you pay house fees uh you uh, can decide which days you're going to come in because again you're going to pay to work uh, and house fees are like side note it's actually not legal to do have that form of uh, working, but it's very common in the U.S. Here, instead, since you're getting a salary, uh, and because a lot of strippers in clubs in Europe are traveling dancers, you will be booked for a, a period, for example, two weeks to two, three months, sometimes six months, where you will work almost every single day. You will work like five to six days, nights a week, and you have to show up. You can't pick and choose when you're going to come in. But in return, you don't pay a house fee. Wow. Like with uh, things like the, the ladies' drinks, are how, like what percentage of that are you making? Because you don't make the full fee. Yeah, it will, it will vary. It will vary a lot from like where you are. Here in Norway, we have a lot of taxation on alcohol as well. So you get a, like a really small percentage. But I was actually working in a club in Germany uh, where uh, talking, it was like outside like a military um military base and talking to the military guys was like actually just as important as dancing for them so you would get actually the same percentage from drinks as you would from dances but here in Norway you can like expect like the dancer will keep like 35% of dances and 15% from drinks not nearly as much as I figured (laughs) 15% yeah like of course like uh, the amount you pay in the strip club is is, is a lot Uh, it can cost a lot to like enjoy the company of a stripper but uh, the return we get isn't necessarily as much as you might think are you still in the club scene here in Oslo actually no I've taken a break from uh, club dancing mostly because I'm such a homebody like I like being at home like with my cats and with my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) chilling in the couch maybe we'll watch The Witcher and uh, recommend recommend yeah (laughs) but so yeah now I'm actually focusing on uh, private parties events birthdays and not to mention like bachelor parties stag parties yeah, so that's like primarily what I do now. Yeah. So if that's what you're doing now, what what is like the style of the shows that you're doing? 
Oh, it's like the, um, I would say the focus is uh, very different. Like in a club, you're like, again, like your shows are to market yourself uh, and to show off like uh, your sensuality in a sense. And you still do that uh, when you're performing for like a crowd. But there's something about like the money's up front. You've already been paid for the show. And uh, I'm there to create like a memory for the guests, you know, Usually it's someone's special day. It's like a birthday, like an anniversary or like a bachelor against stag party. It's something they're going to remember forever. So for me, it's about making a crazy experience, like something that will be like, oh, my God, did, did we just witness this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an incentive for me to really go all out when it comes to like show. So when someone books you for one of these private events, mm-hmm. what's usually like a night, like a typical night for you? Oh, so like... Uh, a typical night, I would say, if I'm going to like describe like the, the high season, I would be like on the road. You know, people in Oslo, they go to the clubs to enjoy striptease. So I often have to travel outside of Oslo. Uh, so I'm there with my, uh, with my driver. And we drive out uh, often to like cabins, <laughs> like out in Hemsdal, you know, oh after ski guys. Uh, or it'll be like uh, in the south, like near the ocean. Maybe they're going out on a boat after the show. Or, you know, I've been, I've been everywhere. I've been so many cities and places. I've gotten to know Norway so well through my travels. And then I'll be like <laughs> going to one place. And you should get a travel show. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, I go to one place. And when I wrap it up, I'll be there for like maybe. 30 minutes I'll have like a 15 minute show and then I'll be like mingle a little bit like tease maybe like the stag uh, or something like hey um, so how's the lady like is she pretty to me and then uh, we move along I usually stop by like gas stations to like clean myself up after my shows <laughs> and then like get a burger at like a, a drive through McDonald's or something and then up to the next show and then you keep it going for like do you ever work in like with like a colleague or like in teams or I've, yeah in, that yeah. is fun when we do like it's not often like they take out because that that costs a lot when you know when we have two dancers uh but when uh, when i do like i'll bring my my friends uh and we'll go out and yeah double fun you know double it will be a longer show and maybe some girl and girl action if we're feeling it uh, if that's the vibe and uh, yeah, and often like we can, if the crowd is interested, we'll stay also and sell lap dances. So it's not actually like the VIP experience with like, you know, the couches and everything. It'll be probably be in like some dude's like corner of a living room <laughs> with like a Bluetooth speaker. But <laughs> IKEA furniture. <laughs> yeah. What about like, so there's competitions for pole dancing. For you, do you have festivals or competitions you go to? So in Norway, we actually have no competitions for a stripper style pole. Uh, but we do have like some bigger events. Uh, Sexhibition has been existing for 28 years. And I've been lucky to be on the stage for the last year and the year before that. Lastly, now with my own, uh, with my own firm. Because uh, now I've I've been really I really like found like my my passion in this. So this year I actually started my own agency for renting out striptease. So we were there and we had a like launch party at this exhibition this August, and it was such a blast. It was so much fun. So yeah, that's like our primary place to show off striptease in Norway. And what was your your performance like on stage? Oh, I had four performances actually. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like two 
uh, nine hour days in a row. We're like walking around in hills and, uh, you know, getting to know the people. Uh, but it was it was really fun. It's, you know, the stages here in Norway, they're not as big. Like the clubs are very small. Just be able to like have like a four meter tall pole to like climb <laughs> all the way up and I just feel like the screaming crowd and like actually like feeling people coming out to appreciate your art form and seeing Mm -hmm. like what you can do like having a big stage with lighting and everything to show it off like uh, as long like obviously I put everything I can into like my living room performances but it's not the same as like having a smoke machine and having the lights and the cameras and everything Uh, so to have places where we can be and perform and show off our talent like to our full extent is such such a gift honestly to the community it's so necessary as well and you know these last few years we've been very very few Norwegian dancers but we're seeing a surge in Norwegian strippers and that's also nice that we are can uh, adorn these stages with Norwegian talents well thank you so 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 much for coming in today Thank you. I feel like there's so much more we can talk about. I know. I could be here forever. Yeah. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if anyone has like a Yulabu party that they're trying to book someone for. <laughs> we'll put all the links on our Spotify. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alma. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to a podcast from Snakerikinovsk for Radio Nova. Mm-hmm.